It is neither bullock nor buck he hunts tonight, said Mother Wolf. It is man. The whine had changed to a sort of humming purr that seemed to come from every quarter of the compass. The law of the jungle, which never orders anything without a reason, forbids every beast to eat man, except when he is killing to show his children how to kill, and then he must hunt outside the hunting grounds of his pack or tribe. The real reason for this is that man-killing means sooner or later the arrival of men on elephants with guns and hundreds of other men with gongs and rockets and torches. Then everybody in the jungle suffers. The purr grew louder and ended in the full-throated of the tiger's charge. Then there was a howl, an untigerish howl from Shere Khan. He has missed, said Mother Wolf. What is it? Father Wolf ran out a few paces and heard Shere Khan muttering and mumbling savagely as he tumbled about in the scrub. The fool has had no more sense than to jump at a woodcutter's campfire and has burned his feet, said Father Wolf with a grunt. Tabaki is with him. Something is coming uphill, said Mother Wolf, twitching one ear. Get ready. The bushes rustled a little in the thicket, and Father Wolf dropped with his haunches under him, ready for his leap. Then, if you had been watching, you would have seen the most wonderful thing in the world. The wolf checked in mid-spring. He made his bound before he saw what it was he was jumping at, and then he tried to stop himself. The result was that he shot up straight into the air for four or five feet, landing almost where he left ground. Man, he snapped. A man's cub. Look. Directly in front of him, holding on by a low branch, stood a naked brown baby who could just walk, as soft and as dimpled a little atom as ever came to a wolf's cave at night. He looked up into Father Wolf's face and laughed. Is that a man's cub? said Mother Wolf. I have never seen one. Bring it here. A wolf accustomed to moving his own cubs can, if necessary, mouth an egg without breaking it. And though Father Wolf's jaws closed right on the child's back, not a tooth even scratched the skin as he laid it down among the cubs. How little, how naked, and how bold, said Mother Wolf softly. Ahai, he's taking his meal with the others. And so this is a man's cub? Now, was there ever a wolf that could boast of a man's cub among her children? The moonlight was blocked out of the mouth of the cave, for Shere Khan's great square head and shoulders were thrust into the entrance. Tabaki behind him was squeaking, My lord, my lord, it went in here. Shere Khan does us great honor, said Father Wolf, but his eyes were very angry. What does Shere Khan need? My quarry. A man's cub went this way, said Shere Khan. Its parents have run off. Give it to me. Shere Khan had jumped at a woodcutter's campfire, as Father Wolf had said, and was furious from the pain of his burned feet. 
but Father Wolf knew that the mouth of the cave was too narrow for a tiger to come in by. The wolves are a free people, said Father Wolf. They take orders from the head of the pack. The man's cub is ours to kill if we choose. Ye choose, and ye do not choose. What talk is this of choosing? Arr, it is I, Shere Khan, who speak. The tiger's roar filled the cave with thunder. Mother Wolf shook herself clear of the cubs and sprang forward, her eyes like two green moons in the darkness, facing the blazing eyes of Shere Khan. And it is I, Raksha, the demon, who answer. The man's cub is mine, Lungri, mine to me. He shall not be killed. He shall live to run with the pack and to hunt with the pack. And in the end, look you, hunter of little naked cubs, frog-eater, fish-killer, he shall...